should write a book, Fry. People need to know about the can eat more. I'm getting this book on UFOs. Did you know they're real? But there's a huge comic conspiracy to cover it up. Oh, that's just a paranoid fantasy. I want to be a book. You can pick me up, flip through my pages, make sure nobody drew wieners in me. and welcome to the Not Your Grandmother's Book Club Podcast, where we read them so you don't have to, because Benedict has thwarted all of my attempts to unionize this podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Benedict, who sold us all out to the man. Benedict, does the milk go in before or after? Uh, what are we talking about? There's only one thing I'm talking about. I'm talking to a British person. What else am I talking about? Yes. After. I don't know what I'm talking about. The answer is always after. Like, <laughs> even for cereal, the answer is after. You know yeah, what? It know. would be particular psychopathic if someone put the milk in before the cereal. <laughs> That's fucking psychopath shit. Yeah, it is. That's true. But so coffee, you're the same though. You you, you drink coffee, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you yeah. do milk after, right? Yeah. Because like, you got to know how much room is left in the cup. Mm-hmm. You gotta you put the amount in knowing how much you have left for your milk or whatever exactly. else you're putting in. That's the whole deal. I only asked this because I recently got obsessed on TikTok uh, with watching QI videos, like oh, clip, fun. clips of Q. What's the deal with the buzzer? What's the deal with the big buzzer and the words flashing oh, behind them so, on screen? Um, that's like basically they they have a list. So it, it's a program hosted by Stephen Fry. If people don't know it, Formally. or it used to be hosted by yeah. Stephen Fry, now Sandy Toxfig, I think. Um, and so essentially the, the game is they ask questions that people think they know the answer to. Mm -hmm. And if they give an answer that's on a list of like common misapprehensions of what the answer is. Okay. So they're like pre-written cards. Okay. You lose points if the buzzer See, I don't believe that they're questions that most people know the answer to. Cause I watched one the other day that was Stephen Fry and he was Mm -hmm. like, I could knock down this building in London with a feather. Do you know how? And it was like, oh, if you set up a bunch of, uh, you know, like dominoes that increase in size up to a certain number, like, well, no, that's not something people know. No, it's not, then not all of the questions are that, Fine. but like often the opening question is like, uh, I think one of them's like, what's the song Ring a Ring of Roses about? You know, like the, and people, people think it's about the plague, but it's actually not. It's just a stupid nursery rhyme or what. It's Benedict, like, what is the song Ring Around a Rosie about? <laughs> I don't know. Ah! <laughs> Common misapprehension that people so think they don't it, know what it's about. It, it tries to debunk urban myths, essentially. It's a fun the, little show. And yeah, I am seriously I considering BritBox or... Getting your parents log into the BBC solely for the purpose <laughs> of uh, prizing myself. I, uh, I, there's a lot of good stuff on BritBox. I would recommend BritBox. Yeah, I'll this episode sponsored by BritBox. Check it out. My whole existence sponsored by <laughs> BritBox, actually. Thank you very much. Anyways, Benedict, uh, you probably know what it is mm. that we do here on this program, but it's a misapprehension of many mm. uh, about certain facts about this program. We've but, said the uh, word misapprehension so many times, I'm not sure it's even <laughs> a word anymore. I'm not either, but it sounds good. Uh, but to them, I would say, this is the show where we go deep 
deep, deep, deep to plumb the depths of right-wing thought by reviewing a chapter from a work of conservative nonfiction and in between taking a look at other examples of the right doing their best to make America hate again. Start us up, Benedict. Do you have a hot take for us this week? I do. I'm kind of disappointed that it hasn't really snowed. I hate snow, Dude. but I'm also kind of disappointed that it hasn't. You know, my parents, uh, for my entire life, have had a vacation home in uh, uh, Lake Tahoe in California mm-hmm. because I grew up in a rich family. I've admitted that. Yeah, that uh, everybody knows that. <laughs> so did I. It's all good. <laughs> We're all uh, friends here. So we would go. Also, would go how like, dare you accuse me of not unionizing <laughs> this podcast? This is a union shop, my friend. We would go, uh, you know, uh, ski boarding, uh, ski boarding, skiing, <laughs> skiing and snowboarding. <laughs> Tell every me you winter. grew up rich without telling me you grew up rich. I used to go ski boarding yeah. in Tahoe. Ski boarding is something that only uh, people over a certain income bracket are allowed to do. But anyways, uh, I've been seeing videos from what's going on in Lake Tahoe right now, all the snow. And it is like, I have not seen that much snow since I was like eight yeah, years old. Yeah, it's been crazy, It's right? in Because like- when I was a kid, we got some crazy snows up there in Tahoe. Like, we got stuck in at the cabin a couple of... It's like a condo. It's not a cabin, mm. you know. It's connected to other buildings. But, um, so, like, we would get snowed in. We ju- You just couldn't leave. You you couldn't go anywhere. There was, like, six feet of snow up to your head, and you just... You wouldn't be able to leave. We got that bad, and they're having that again, which, good mm. news for California. Uh, bad news, it's caused by climate change, and it's, yeah. it's not really gonna be good long-term. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I miss snow anyway, too. New, I like New York snow has too. had New York has had one dusting of snow this year, really. And yeah, it wasn't really very much. We've had um, like two out here in St. Louis, and every time everything shuts the fuck down. Yeah, well, that's nice, I guess. Um, what about you? What's the hot take? Uh, my hot take this week: I hate people who identify as entrepreneurs. Um, send tweet. That's it. I just, that's I just it. hate it. I just hate it. Don't call everything a deal. It's not always a deal. Okay. It's, could it, you could you expound it? No, I can't, and I don't have to. Stop trying <laughs> to use language you think sounds like you know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Sorry, are we talking about don't me do or entrepreneurs? Now? Entre- uh, both. We're talking about both. <laughs> I was on Reddit earlier uh, reading through places I shouldn't have been, and that made me angry. Um, okay. Anyways, Benedict. Uh, I've derailed the show. What's on your Somewhat. bookshelf this week? Is that is it bookshelf next? Jesus. Yes, it is. Um, I'm rereading Orwell. Is what really, I'm doing. really, yeah. 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 I uh, not not 1984, but his essays, which I think is is his better writing. Not so, reading. Uh, uh, keep the aspidastra flying. No. <laughs> no, no. I'm. It's uh, not I'm one reading... of his better ones. It's just about a guy who really wants to fuck and can't fuck. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that. What else is there in life? <laughs> Uh, as, as far as motivations go. Oh, God, um, I just realized there's fucking in all of George Orwell's books. <laughs> Not, wait, is there fucking in Animal Farm? I don't think there's fucking uh, in Animal Farm. No, I don't think so. There's a lot of fucking in 1984, though. Yeah, mm. yeah, there is, there is, mm. that's true. Fair amount. Um, so, no, uh, the the uh, politics in the English language, all those, all those classics, because people also, like, misread Orwell all the time, and mm-hmm. I know we've talked about this a lot. Yes, we are very um, aware. <laughs> but yeah, I'm rereading that. I'm rereading uh, the Road to Wigan Pier, which again is about like 
and again it's like i think it's self-hate that drives me to read it because like it's <laughs> it's uh like the conclusion is like stop being smug middle-class people calling yourself socialists and go mm-hmm. and do some yeah. fucking work i mean that's basically see- also keep the aspen astra flying you know if yeah, there was exactly. gonna be a message from that one yeah <laughs> orwell didn't like the british middle class i really no. think he didn't like the british middle class no, well, sort of a thing. Like- <laughs> yeah exactly well it, it's a lot of his stuff is driven by self-hatred as well to be fair <laughs> so he's like i am part of the british middle class socialism movement and here i fucking am hating myself so god how things never change but it's also i mean it, it's also like uh one of the other lessons of the book is don't romanticize the working class which i think is another thing that that we could stand to appreciate as well like it, you, you can't build this image of the I, working class i heavily disagree of... i'm gonna go out to a bar later and romanticize the middle romanticize class quite the a bit out of yeah the, no, the working class yeah the working class. class yeah um as as i said this is a union <laughs> shop <laughs> Um, that's right you can't fire us for saying whatever we want we're unionized baby we both have tenure (laughs) um what about you what's on your book uh my recommendation this week uh is a book i have not even read yet but i did uh okay i pre-ordered this book here's what happened i pre-ordered is it will summer's book it is it's his new book trust the plan uh the QAnon book he wrote Uh, i pre-ordered it back when i lived at my old apartment and I um, never bothered to change the address on that pre-order. Oh, okay. So the pre-order went to the old apartment <laughs> and apparently arrived there the other day. Uh, and uh, uh, they, they, they are charging me $5 to mail it to me at my new oh, address, well, nice. which is wonderful. It's great. So His his, uh, his name sounds like a very German, like, Will Sommer. Like, where are you going to summer, Will? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's enough for me. I'm going to take my leave. <laughs> you can be quiet for the rest of the show, yeah? <laughs> on the housekeeping this week, uh, remember to rate and review us on the iTunes and the other places with the thumbs and the stars and the whatnots. Follow us on the social medias at NYGBCPod on Twitter and at NYGBCBen. Uh, updates. I have two updates this week. Uh, one is one I am very ashamed of, which is at the beginning of the last episode, uh, I spent a couple minutes talking about the story of the woman uh, who had a miscarriage. Uh, singing backing vocals for the Rolling Stones, and I kept saying that that was on Sympathy for the Devil when that is on Gimme Shelter. Mm. Uh, so uh, I am I am quite sorry. I apologize profusely. Uh, I will commit seppuku via beach ball uh, as soon as the show concludes. Uh, other update this week. People uh, are mad at us. We got another one star review of for saying what? the Great Reset. Saying the Great Reset's not real. So please give us five stars. It's taken our average down below four stars because people get mad at us. So we, could you we know and... it's not real. I know. Is it someone who just saw the no, title no, of the show? No, no. They've said. Oh, because we say, it's say not real. Great cool. Reset Great. isn't real. Yeah. Oh, so, so we, we got, got an Alex Jones comment. fan who accidentally listened to an episode of the yeah. show. Good stuff. Can we... Glad to know yeah. they stuck around long enough to not learn anything. To um, give us a review, yeah. No, so can please, I like, I hate begging for reviews, but I, I don't want the, I don't want the average to be less than four stars. Meanwhile, I don't care about the reviews, which is great. Yeah. Uh, but also, new patron I'm only. A very fickle, sad creature. <laughs> so I really need to be well reviewed. So. Uh, new patron only bonus. Benedict's self esteem is very much tied to very the number tied of stars to what people has. think of me. Yeah. yeah so yeah. please. Uh, new patron-only bonus episode, installment four of our review of Alex Jones's Police State 2000, uh, is now available over on Patreon. So go check that out if you haven't already. I thought it was quite fun. Uh, so that was February's. We were a few days late, but we managed to get it out. And we'll be doing the next one coming up this month sometime. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have, Benedict, this week, one more inductee into the spooky world, New World Order, 
That is, of course, our newest patron, Jack Donnelly. You are now part of our... New World Spooky World Order, yeah. And you know what? Just because I feel like it. Just because I feel like it. Up yours, woke moralists. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. To everyone who leaves us a bad review. That's what you get. Uh, if you would like to join the Spooky World New World Order, of course, you can tweet or post about the show on social media, recommending to others. Send me a screenshot or tag us in it. Leave us a five-star review where you can, wherever you can. Drop me a screenshot to let me know. Make a donation to a worthwhile charity. Become a patron or just get my attention with something good. Benedict, with all of that out of the way, why don't we get into this week's episode with our Alex Jones Clip of the Week. Oh, okay. Uh, yep, sorry. Forgot you're going to know You're gonna know fairly quickly uh, how this one is related to the chapter okay. this week. Uh, but actually, let's see what ad plays before the video, because it's fun. always it's always fun to see what he's advertising right now. I want, I want you to remember oh. two words. Infowars Platinum. Infowars Info Platinum? Infowars <laughs> <laughs> Platinum? How's that different than Infowars? Uh, let's find Wars out. Platinum, now available at Infowarsstore.com. What is it? Wait, that was the ad? We're living in critical time. That was the whole ad! No, I want to know what it is. That was is the it, whole ad. There was no platinum? other information about what InfoWars right. Platinum is. It was the whole ad. All right. I wow. So remember those two words, Benedict. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know what they mean. Sure. Uh, weird. Times we're living in historic times, but I can tell you that while I'm on the road, the public is even more awake than they've ever been. Black. Oh, I'll I'll just let you know that Alex is not in the studio. That's why this sounds like an absolute shit. When is He's, this from? Uh, this is from June 2020, June 9th, 2020, or 2022, oh, okay. sorry, 2022. Um, and so he's not on camera. It's just the footage of him from, uh, oh, fuck, what, what was the movie he was in? Scanner Darkly, uh, that's playing as he talks, obviously lying in a hotel bed is, is the way this sounds. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, old, young, you name it. I have been mobbed while I've been on the road on this business trip here on the West Coast. And it has been just very, very heartening to see this happen. Almost everybody I talk to says, hey, because the mainstream media attacked you and demonized you, I went to check out who you were in the last few years and researched what you were saying and found out it was true. And now I'm telling everybody else about the broadcast. They said, when the system is so corrupt and so evil and they're attacking somebody, we know you must be good. You know, a while back, I think I told you about how Alex takes the you judge me by my enemies thing to an absolute extreme. And I think that's a good I wish I could do that. I wish I had the energy to do that. <laughs> we went and checked you out and found out you were. So the good news is people are really waking up. The bad news is the globalists know that and they're making their move would, right now. Would he say that people are woke? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Also, wow. I, I listened to this earlier today. I did not remember just how fucking bad he sounds. He does not sound well. Sounds awful. This is not a well man. Now that said, they have a plan to slowly cut off the food and the energy. We're already deep into that operation. Okay, yeah, there we go. To bring people to their knees so they can bring in their Great Reset and their Build Back Better program. That's why we've got to continue to expose their agenda and that it's the Davos group and the globalists that are behind this, or they'll be able to pose as the saviors and sell the next leg of their operation. We have to reinforce our resilience against a new virus, possibly, or other risks which we have on the globe. So now it's just several minutes of random clips of people saying, for the most part, reasonable things. Mm -hmm. 
I'll give you a short taste. We need to accept that there will be some pain in the process. I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online. And that made me happy because I remember when we talked about that particular quote that. in this yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Okay. Future is not just happening. The future is built by us through technology okay, and ability. Uh-huh. He is not wrong that Klaus Schwab sounds sinister yes. as fuck. Yes, he does. He absolutely <laughs> does. And you know what? James Bond fucking trained us to think that accent is sinister. A hundred percent. Ninety percent of that is because of James fucking Bond. Yeah, maybe. ...for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. Many of these Talked things about will that be built book. directly into our, our, our bodies. Individual carbon footprint tracker. Hmm. You see every day how the world is falling apart with the different crises which we have to manage. What is the grand home? So yeah, it just goes on that like that. Alex doing a German accent <laughs> impression for a second. There. He does a very bad Klaus Schwab <laughs> impression. Sense, very yeah. bad. So I'm going to skip past what is literally, I think it's about three minutes-ish, of just clips of people saying, so like Nancy Pelosi's in there, uh, uh -huh. Secretary Granholm. There's all sorts of people... It doesn't make much sense why it's there. But then we get to what this is really about. Take on inflation. No, everybody knows that. You don't need me to tell you that. But the point is, the general public has not completely figured that out yet. When they do, it's game over for the new world order. Now, here's a really important announcement I want to make. We've been selling high-quality, storable food for over... That's what it's all about, is the fucking right. ad pivot. Yeah, it's all food. about yeah, it's... the ad pivot. Do so you let's... think that's why he talks about the food stuff? Oh, 100%. It, you think there's more to it? 100%. Okay, okay, okay. Absolutely. Every time, Alex... It is... The food narrative that Alex has is a pivot into his sales pitch for the storable food that he gets a commission on. That's mm. what it is. Like, if you just listen to him with any regularity... If he starts talking about food, you know that right before he goes to commercial break, he's going to talk about how they sell storable food every fucking yeah, time. I do, it I is. Wonder what, I wonder what came first. Is it like the that he decided that we're all going to have no food or is it that he is trying to sell food and therefore he found that narrative? Like, it probably is sort of a mishmash. Like, you know, there's like the prepper thing with a lot of these yeah. types. So They've had he, that for ages though, right? Just yeah. The... He probably started back more with just like the prepper stuff because he, he has always sold like water filtration and mm. gun parts and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but he's been with My Patriot Supply for like 10 or 15 years now, uh, as one of his main sponsors, one of his main income sources, as we learned uh, mm. from the, uh, the the records that were came out of his lawsuits. Uh, but let's uh, let's hear a little bit of his uh, very depressed, lying in bed uh, sales pitch for storable food. Over a decade, we've been partnered with My Patriot Supply, the biggest and best outfit out there with quality food, at the lowest price you're gonna find to get quality food. You can find stuff that's cheaper, but it's not nearly as good, and they almost always make you wait months to get it, and in many cases, you don't even get it. With My Patriot, you get so it. So what you're saying is That's this because is they've a got scam. warehouses all over yep. the U.S. They buy food a year out with their contracts. They have been pre-positioned to not have to raise prices while everybody else has been having to raise prices. The last time they raised prices was just a little bit a year ago. They are going to have to raise prices soon because the inflation, as you know, and the food shortages are accelerating. But they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of quality food items in stock stockpiled and for the next few months they are going to be able to ship within days Pulls current up. orders mm -hmm. 
why does it sound like it's this is a conspiracy? Like he sounds like he's whispering <laughs> as if he doesn't want people to hear it. That is what it sounds like. But better, like, I, they're I, gonna they'll, they'll they'll get it to you within days. I swear, I swear. I want to highlight something else having to do with this video clip that relates very much to something we've heard Alex uh, bullshit about multiple times throughout this book. Problem, reaction, solution. Oh, fuck. What's the problem, Benedict? They're, They're going to take, take all your food. food away. You and your family are going to starve. What's the reaction? You need to find some fucking food. What's the solution? MyPatriotSupply.com forward slash Alex Jones show. That's the fucking solution. Alex wow. is part of the globalists, baby. Proven. That's what's going on here. That's what's going on. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, Benedict. Well, with all that out of the way, why don't we get back to our review of The Great Reset by Alex Jones, who has never left us a one-star review. Um, Benedict, can you tell us what we read this week? You look dismayed yeah. by the one-star review joke. because uh... No, that's fine. You may have done. I think one of these could have been from him directly. <laughs> so uh, this week we read, as listeners might be able to guess, Chapter 8, which was Great Reset of Food. And I've been told off by our patrons for yelling so i'm not gonna yell but what i've done talk is how you want i'll fix it in post well what i've done is written bugs (laughs) in all caps so imagine me yelling bugs real loud you know what my my you know my alternate chapter title is this week what what you will eat the bugs Ah, there you go i just wrote bugs i got right to the fucking point yeah yeah my other i have a second alternate chapter title uh storable food solutions from infowarsstore.com now 40 percent off because this chapter is just trying to scare people into buying his products. That's yeah, 100% quite fun. what it is. So fun. he begins, quote, The mainstream media is now warning us that it's time to get ready for food shortages and food rationing. No citations. Of course, they're blaming Putin for the food crisis. But you and I know better. I don't. I certainly do not know better. <laughs> I, will, I will put my hand up and say that I do well, not know better. Well, strap in. You're about to learn. Okay. We're entering a frontier with threats from many dimensions, inflation, supply chains collapsing, food shortages, fertilizer shortages, and a global energy crisis. My question is, does he think these things are really happening, or does, is he just scaremongering at this you point? You know, like, on, I... on some level, all of these things have a, are, are real, right? But not the way Alex understands mm-hmm. them, you know? Like, a lot of these things are caused by the pandemic, which was real, which Alex obviously disagrees with, doesn't think the pandemic is a real thing, and the the fucking invasion of Ukraine, which is a real thing. But Alex thinks that they're all caused by globalist forces behind the scenes doing what they want, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's that thing we always run into with conspiracy theorists where they take a tiny grain of truth that there's some issues with these things, and then they turn it into the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The, the existence of problems is proof of the conspiracy. But he continues... This is a global food crisis. It will hit every country in the world. People like me have been warning that it was coming and was being intentionally created, dating back to the original COVID lockdowns in March 2020. By the way, the only COVID lockdowns in the United States, anyways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Continues, but this is the frame I want you to put on this issue. And I like it when he's honest about the fact that he wants people to wear, I guess, diseased-colored glasses. Alex-tinted glasses. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Every time one of the globalists tries to implement some part of their plan, such as an attack on our supply chain for food, there is a word for that. I would like a citation for that. Food supply chain just would roll off the tongue better. Sure, Uh, but what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, he's going to talk about it. He's going to talk about it. There are a thousand people like you and me trying to fix the problem. 
And I love that because it, it goes back to something we talked about with Glenn Beck, obviously with Alex and other radio hosts. They do this a lot. There's a huge problem out there. And the way that you fix it is by listening to me. And yeah. we're going to just the fact the the you and fact me were that gonna you get are through this together, buddy. The fact like. that you are listening is enough. We are raising awareness and awareness is what stops these people because they Buy can't five do all copies this of this aware. book and give it to all your <laughs> Also, but, I love that his solution is basically like anarchism. He's like, hey, look after your own community and see. I have some thoughts governments. on what his solution is uh, as we're coming along here. Uh, and then and, and we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, but he points out here to begin off the chapter with uh, there. There have been two countries he can name who have cut off grain exports. Moldova and Hungary have both banned exports of grain. They did it, and I I believe they both uh, reversed that by now. But at the time that he wrote this book, those were still banned. Now, the one in Moldova, that was related to uh, their inability to get imports because Mm -hmm. the Black Sea shipping channels that they had used were cut off by Russia and the Ukraine war. That makes sense. So that's, you know, they needed to keep food inside of their country because they couldn't get all the imports they were used to getting. Sure. Uh, and then Hungary, uh, that was to prevent price increases, is mm. why they banned exports. And and just before we start this thing, like there is like there are crises within our food system right now. Yeah, for a number I mean, of for reasons. example, I, like Brazil is a net exporter, but there are millions of people in hunger. Like it, right, you know, it, it, there are things where capitalism has caused overconsumption in some countries and and countries export their food that they actually need and could use themselves right in order to for the capitalists to make a profit it's bad yeah and the point i want to make is that no one who can afford food buckets from alex jones will ever go hungry under this system no. This is not a food shortage in the sense no, that the shelves will, will be empty. People will die in, in developing countries to, right. to get you right. a bucket of KFC. Like, Prices will go up in you know UK and the US and places like that, and people who are already struggling will struggle more. But this is not a situation where the, the people Alex is really targeting with this will suffer. People who had the $25 to buy this book. How much does a food bucket cost? You know, I had that pulled up earlier. Actually, there are several package levels. So uh, let me just <laughs> go to my the tears. Let me go to mypatriotsupply.com because we're having fun. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, let's go and, and and let's see what their packages are available. So emergency survival food is right there. So they have different options, right? There is What's uh, the cheapest option. The cheapest option. That's hard to say because the, it's like the cheapest bulk option, not like a single candy. Well, bar no, no, no. But they they market them as like three month supply, oh, four okay. week supply. You know, mega eight month emergency food supply. How much does that cost? Sixteen hundred dollars. Jesus Christ! That okay. is, ah, uh, who boy, that's a lot. How how much do I have to spend to survive for a month? I spend a fair amount on food, and I don't think I spend fifteen hundred dollars on food in six months. That is a lot. Oh, I bet you do. Let's look at the four-week one. That is uh, normal price, $378.37. Current price, $277 on discount here. Yeah, absolutely. A bargain. Uh, 2,000 calories a day plus 12 free gifts. Huh? You get those free gifts in there. What's, what is the gift? I don't know because actually it's not telling me right now. So okay. uh, is this what it is? It comes with a folding camp stove. Uh, oh, here's the, I, I want the list of the things that the foods, that's what I'm looking for is I want the foods that are in it. Here we go. Uh, mac and cheese. Okay. Fine. I could buy a mac and cheese from the store. I am sure 
cheaper than he i can get a box of mac and cheese for 99 cents mac and cheese right i am sure cheaper than this shit uh creamy stroganoff uh homestyle potato soup uh cheesy broccoli soup got some chili mac so mac and cheese that looks like it has some chili flavored powder topped on uh, on top of it uh okay long grain white rice three pouches 30 servings I am okay. sure that costs more than just going and buying white rice. So here's my thing. This is all such gassy food. Mm-hmm. Like some of this cost <laughs> needs to go towards like, like Tums. Uh, like I need a bag of yeah, Tums to you go know, alongside It's not going to be a good time for everybody in your survival bunker when you're all down you there eating off chili mac. Fucking, if you've got like a gas stove, you might be setting off an explosion. Uh-huh. Oh, it also comes with one of the free gifts, a commando saw. Which is just one of those wire saws that don't work. It's like a, like, okay. Like yeah. a garrote. Like just... Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's exactly okay. what it is. Uh, so that's what's in it. Um, and that doesn't sound all that great to me. Listen, I'm all for people, especially in vulnerable communities, prepping for food that they might not be able to get oh, in yeah. the future. That's oh, yeah, but awesome. there's better ways do to do that. it than buying this fucking five-gallon bucket of bullshit from these Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. Everyone, you know, I live in a place with tornadoes. Uh, you live in, I don't know, New York City where I there's... I guess it could flood. It could, could, flood, it could flood. It could flood. That's a thing. Uh, so, you know, everyone, you know, it's it's good to have a little extra food. Maybe you got a flashlight, some batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep yourself safe uh, just in case. But anyways, uh, he tells us, of course, you remember, he told us that uh, they're trying to convince us all this is Russia's fault. Mm-hmm. That's, that's who they want to blame all this on. Um, then he immediately includes a very uh, a sizable portion of an article explaining that Russia and Ukraine account for nearly a third of the global wheat supply. Mm-hmm. That is in the text of what he gave us after telling yep. us this is not Russia's fault. So it might have a small fucking impact. Small on... impact. Small impact. Let's say, I, mean, I don't know, also, a, th- I mean, a third is small, right? A third is small. Adverse crop weather around the rest of the world as well. So. Yeah. All sorts of stuff going on. But he continues after that excerpt from a Reuters article saying, quote, It's getting so serious that recently the European Union had a meeting with their agricultural ministers and is enacting an EU food crisis contingency plan, a crisis mechanism to monitor food shortage. But the truth is, they don't really have a plan. The no, on- that's why they're trying to make a plan, tickets. Yep, yep. The only plan is to blame climate change. Greedy capitalists urge us to stop eating meat and start tracking our carbon footprints. Of course, they will do all this while flying on private jets to meet in private to discuss how to save us all. Ooh, spooky. And then he says, quote, On my daily radio show, I've talked extensively about the United Nations discussing global food rationing. Rationing. That is the word he uses. Mention, did, did, did I forget to mention that there's no discussion of rationing going on in that mm-hmm. EU food crisis contingency plan thing that he was citing there a minute ago? Did the um, did the US ration during World War Two? World War Two, yes. I, I recall when I was a child being shown some old ration stamps, I gotcha. believe. I think I okay. remember something like I, that. Like, the thing, like food rationing, like whilst obviously not ideal... Mm-hmm. I think just because like it was such a thing in the culture in the UK, like growing up, like yeah. it was like our grandparents all food rationed and it was just like everyone was like, oh, well, we got by and it was fine. And so like I just don't I don't think it has the same like scaremongering level for me as it does for Americans. Probably maybe. not. But again, I mean, I looked into that meeting of this this EU committee and it was really like bulk global scale side type stuff they were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's not like granny gets 
one side of beef uh, a week. I don't know how much. <laughs> a I don't know sliver how much, of pastrami. I don't know how much beef Granny eats, but you know, it wasn't anything like that. It's just like, uh, how do we show our resiliency in the system and stuff like yeah. that? That's what it really was. Uh, then he has an article from Western Standard Online. Well, also he quote before that he quotes Joe Biden. Just saying, yeah, the it's quote going is great. To be real. <laughs> the quote right. is in its entirety. It's going to be real. That's the quote. I didn't bother sure. to look it up because he didn't give me a citation. There's no citation there for a direct quote. It says the the line, the full line, the full <laughs> the full cutaway side like whisper is Joe Biden has said about food shortages. It's going to be real. That's yep. it. That's all he says. And uh, surprise, you learn I did not bother trying to Google Joe Biden. It's going to be real to try and find the source. Of no, because you know it would be him being like, "It's going to be real, Jack," and then like <laughs> talking, like talking about something weird, like libraries. It's so or something cute when like he says you. Jack. It's yeah. so cute. Uh, so, the Western Standard Online, Benedict. Are you familiar at all with the no, Western Standard? No, but I get Standard the feeling Online? like I might be about to be. You're about to learn a tiny bit about it. Uh, so, Western Standard Online. Uh, was formed by notorious white supremacist Ezra Levant Great. back in 2004. Great. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? That's the source Alex is using. It's no longer owned by him, to be fair. Okay. Um, but, you know, there is a taint to anything founded by a white supremacist. I'd say uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, Alex does have a cozy relationship with, uh, is it Red Ice? Or, uh, uh, God, I forget what the fucking name of his current white supremacist media outlet is, the Canadian one. You know what I'm talking about. People know. Yeah, but I, can't remember. I, I know what you mean. Uh, but uh, Western Standard Online, uh, fun fact, uh, just a little, little thing from the Wikipedia page. I'll read you the quote. In 2021, the Western Standard announced that it had opened bureaus in Victoria, Vancouver, Edmonton, Regina, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. That Why? Must be a typo because Edmonton is twice. Uh, then, he con- then it continues. The Western Standard continues to maintain that it has bureaus in Victoria and Winnipeg, though it has not employed any bureau chiefs or news reporters in those cities since 2023 and has only one opinion columnist based out of Winnipeg. Fun stuff. Cool. Fun stuff. Just, why do you need to open bureaus? You just... It's ca- I, I agree. It's Canada. <laughs> Get it? You don't need bureaus. Because Canada. Uh, so this is a really bad article he's giving us here for a good number of pages. Uh, it's by a woman named Mel- Melanie Risden, who I didn't bother to look into. Uh, but what it is, is something a lot of people probably remember from, you know, months ago when this was the current right-wing bugaboo for all a half a minute, uh, that there are all these fires at food processing plants. What's happening? What's happening across the country? They're, they're attacking our food supply. This... Oh. This was very weird. This was the attack on the food supply that I think Alex was talking about. Mm. Uh, because he ju- it, all the article does is list, you know, fires that happened at processing plants. That's, that's it. And like, okay, I will say, two plane crashes, but both of those plane crashes happened because the plant was right next to an airport and the yeah. person flying the plane made a mistake. That's, yeah. that's why there were plane crashes. Um... I also, I, I, I do, like, one of the laugh out loud moments I had in this, uh, in this, in this chapter was him being like, there was another, sorry, there was a closure of a Nestle plant and the plant <laughs> makes frozen foods, particularly hot pockets. <laughs> Benedict, the great hot pocket shortage of 2020. I literally wrote that. Is, is, is going to be a problem for us all. You a know? hot pocket shortage. How what will, will we, we get eat? by? 
oh, pockets. But so Alex gives us a snippet of that article uh, with, you know, it mentions a couple of these fires. Can we, and... can we set the Hot Pockets jingle to like a minor key so it just sounds really, <laughs> really sad? Hot Pockets. Uh, <laughs> so the article claims that there have been two dozen, count them. Two dozen fires at food processing processing plants around the country. I have um, no idea how many that is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's twenty four. Two dozen no, is twenty four. <laughs> thank you. Contextually, I ha- like how many are there normally? Because I well, feel like there would probably be at least some. I'm glad you asked that question because, of course, I have the answer. The answer is there is about thirty six thousand food processing plants in the United States. Right. And how many fires are there normally? Do we know? Uh, you know, I couldn't find anyone who actually said, like, the number of fires in previous years because nobody tracks that sort of thing. Nobody tracks, in specific, the number of fires at food processing plants. That's well, not a metric though. that it's worthwhile to track. Which is funny because Alex also asks the question. And doesn't answer it! And then doesn't answer it. Yeah! He's like, Maybe this is normal. Who knows? How many fires are there normally? Anyway... And that doesn't answer the question. I loved it. I think he probably hit the same wall as I did and went, oh, nobody tracks that because it's not very worthwhile. But point to be made. Just in case, yeah. Point to be made, it's not unsurprising for fires to happen in an industrial facility. No, shocking. That happens all the time. Oh, God, it just, it blew my fucking mind. But Alex says, quote, Uh, Two dozen food processing plants across the country have had problems, including one where a plane crashed into the plant. Sounds a little mysterious, don't you think? But again, see how even though this incident happened, those on the ground are figuring out a way around the problem. You and me, Americans. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. And by the way, I will link a Snopes article uh, about this particular claim that went around the right wing sphere for a while uh, in the show notes. If you want to read that, it makes very clear in fact like one of the most popular uh, uh memes about this that included the 24 supposed fires included one that had been shut mm-hmm. down for like 10 years like one of okay. those supposed processing plants have been shut down for like 10 years so he also doesn't say what people are on the ground finding a way around it he just then goes into another quote about more fires yep um and and so it continues with this, like we get like three pages of just quotes mm-hmm. from this fucking article. Yeah, uh, we've been jumping around a bit because yeah. Uh, yeah. One of them here, the Idaho's Gem State Processing Facility, um which uh, processes potatoes, that's the one an airplane crashed into. Uh that mm-hmm. it's very clear what happened there. The dude was going in for a landing too low and hit the factory. That's what happened. So Sucks for that guy because he died in the crash, but it's not all that mysterious. Uh, Another one right down below that uh, was one in Maine that destroyed East Conway Beef and Pork Butcher Shop and Meat Market in Center Conway, New Hampshire. That is not a food processing plant. That is literally a butcher shop. It just has a fancy name. It's a butcher shop. That's not a meat. Pro- it's not a processing plant. But they try and throw it in to inflate these numbers. That's what it's all about. Mm. But. So Alex, give, he keeps giving us these little interstitials in, bes- in between clips, uh, or, you know, I call them clips, but, you know. Uh, they uh, are. They basically They're are. clips. They're clips. Segments from this article. And he's just, he's throwing in this weird shade. Like, here, after the, I think, second one we get, add into the mix a suspicious fire and a second airplane crashing into a food processing plant, and you might have something that would draw the attention of Sherlock Holmes. Probably not. He's it's busy with not. actual stuff going on. Yeah, he'd be like, that's clearly just a plane crash. <laughs> yeah, dude flew too low. It sucks yeah. for him. He died. Uh, and then after the next one, we get planes, 
Uh, plane crashes, fires, and explosions. Nothing out of the ordinary to see here. I'm sure it's all coincidence. No reason to scare the children. I'm sure I'm, I was shocked he didn't put oh my on the end of that list. Like, <laughs> truly shocked. Plane crashes, <laughs> fires, and explosions. Oh my. Dude, you're wasting it. Yeah, and then the last one, or maybe it is not the last. No, it's not the no, last one. Two more. But the, the next one, we get one about uh, a biodiesel plant that had a fire. Yeah. Boy, is that surprising that a biodiesel plant had a fire. I wonder if they had anything flammable around. And then Alex says, I understand that some people might... This is wa- when he asked the question. This is when he asked it. the question. He never answers. Yeah. Uh, I understand that some people might wonder how this period of time compares to other periods of time. Maybe this is just usual. Maybe this is some kind of cyber warfare being waged by China or Russia. Who would know? If this was sabotage, the entire point would be to do it in a way that did not rouse the American public, Right. And I what assure the fuck you, is that paragraph? at no like, point does he go on to compare it to another period of time or answer any of those questions or even say if he thinks this is particularly rousing of suspicion. Like <sighs> none of this. It's, it's not just like he felt like he needed a, an interstitial there. And then it was like, oh, what can I say? That's weird. That's like, that'll even be. with some of these entries, if you just read through all the entries on this fucking list, the cause of the fire was ruled an accident right there on the next page. Like. Uh, uh, hope to complete repairs in the coming months and then we'll regain full operational capacity. Like, this is... If this is an attack on the food system, it's a fucking bad one. Mm -hmm. It's a really fucking bad one is the answer to his question about what it might be. But uh, skipping past all that bullshit from that article, he goes back and says, quote, As I've stated for many years on my radio show, the global elite's plan is to destabilize the global food supply in order to fully control the population and institute the Great Reset. I will remind everyone he never mentioned the fucking word Great Reset until it got popular with his audience and then trickled up to him. Mm -hmm. You can take the succinct summary from Melanie Ridson, that's the article that the author of that article, who documents... I would not have called that a succinct summary, by the way. It was four pages long. (laughs) Who documents dozens of food plants that have mysteriously been destroyed okay. dozens when the when it is in fact two dozen two does dozen. not really i feel like i mean feel technically, like a plural. technically technically correct. a plural dozen only if you correct. include the butcher shop that's not, not actually a processing plant to get to but that then, but then is it a butcher's dozen is that different to a ah, dozen? i think yeah. we have to find out the globalist yeah. plans are trying to hide the butcher's dozen from us <laughs> but he continues for the longest time food prices remained stable in the united states no Nobody. Yes. We've had lots of inflationary periods. <laughs> Sir, I've seen menus for the, where steak used to cost a dollar. Yep. That's not true. Yep. And consumers were not particularly concerned about price fluctuations each month. As far back as we can remember, Alex must have a short memory, our supermarkets were packed with food and something that always made grocers proud was their ability to ensure an enormous variety for their customers. Uh, you know, Mr. Safeway. Like a smiling Mr. Mr. Safeway and, and Mr. ShopRite, Mr. Uh, Piggly Wiggly. They all just standing there in the aisles, so proud. So of proud of the variety. The of bounteous in variety. Supermarkets. Absolutely. That's, that's the what... amount of frozen pizza was truly a miracle. I like that Alex imagines that grocer is still a word that has a meaning in this country. Yeah. I like that he imagines that's a thing. Um, but now we can see that things are a whole lot different and not in a good way. As the world tries to rebound from the global recession induced by the COVID lockdowns, a massive wave of inflation is dramatically hitting agricultural commodities, and food producers are having to pass these cost increases to consumers. Notice how Alex does not mention corporate greed there as part of the problem. No. 
Also, I was right about people hiking prices. Uh, you fucking were. The, the you fucking were. Absolutely. Um, got to give you points for that one. Yeah, I got yelled at by people for that, but I was right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, there still hasn't really been a recession, especially in the US. Yeah, hasn't um, really. I mean, you, you could argue that the economy is hot and there are there are uh, problems, like inflationary problems, but I don't think there's been a, an official recession in the US anyway. Uh, not that I'm aware of, uh, but so he goes into, you know, gas prices have gone up. Great. We, we all know gas prices have gone up. That's uh, not what recession means, though. That's not what recession. I don't know if Alex knows what recession means, honestly. Uh, to be honest, I'm not sure. I th- isn't it like two quarters of negative growth? Something like two that. Two consecutive quarters of negative I don't know. growth. I, think I don't think any that. of that really matters because it's, it's, no. it's, it's, you know, technical I mean, terms don't directly correlate well, to that's material true. and it's also conditions. it's also clearly like an exceptional time where the sure. world economy fucking stopped for a second so everything is absolutely but alex tells us quote as a consequence companies will have no choice but to pass these added costs on to consumers again remember it is not the company's faults who are raking in massive profits it's uh, it's these it's it's Joe Biden's and it's Biden inflation. Mm-hmm. It's Biden inflation causing all this. I like that he gets a little accidentally pro union in a minute. That's, yes, that's we're gonna talk fun. about that. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, but first, um, he does a thing that I don't think he realized he was doing, where he says, "quote Not to mention the ruthless mega drought in the western states just continues to get worse. Many areas haven't experienced such an extreme drought in more than twenty years, going back mm-hmm. to two thousand. In many states, water levels are dropping dangerously low, and Smithsonian Magazine reports the Colorado River Basin is experiencing a 1,200-year megadrought. Why do you think that is, Alex? And that's my point, is that, Alex, you are not allowed to deny climate change is real and then use climate change to argue for your fucking conspiracy. (laughs) You have to incorporate climate change as part of the conspiracy. The globalists are causing climate change. change. That has to be part of it. Exactly, exactly. Otherwise, things are too real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yes, we get the part I knew you loved, which is this weird medium post from a truck driver that yeah. Alex does not understand. No. D- does not understand. <laughs> I say that entirely. He In has no confidence. fucking clue. Yeah. He has no fucking clue what he is reading or what the writer was trying to communicate to people. So this truck driver starts off by saying that he understands what's going on with the shipping crisis and part of the thing he says there is, why is there only one crane for every 50 to 100 trucks at every port in America? The answer is ports are underdeveloped because they want to cut costs. Yep. Is the, is yep. the, capitalism. Is part, well, capitalism. part of the answer, yeah. It's capitalism. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but Alex says about this initial quote, quote, The trucking industry veteran pointed out that one of the main reasons why most trucking companies don't want anything to do with transporting shipping containers is the fact that port operations have always been extremely messy. And things have gotten a whole lot worse since the beginning of the COVID lockdown. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah, but, but but as we know, this is the Great Reset. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so it can't be so that it's, it's always been a problem. It's yeah, the, yeah. It's just the, things have gotten worse, and it's because of the Great Reset. So. But uh, we get another snippet from this guy that I'm not going to bother to read. And then Alex says, Johnson, that's the writer of the article, for his part, is a union driver paid by the hour. However, most port drivers are independent contractors leased onto a carrier who's paying them by the load. That mm. means whether the load takes two hours, 14 hours, or three days to complete, they get paid the same rate. Seems like everyone should just be a union driver. Seems then, like union it? would be good. Seems like yeah. unions would be good. 
Continuing, on top of that, they have to pay at least 90% of their truck operating expenses, and companies usually cover less than 10% of the remaining expenses. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Companies suck. And then Alex says, in short, (laughs) non-union drivers are paid extremely low rates for ship and container transport, and they have to cover all their own repairs and fuel and all truck-related expenses. So you're, huh. you're saying that unions protect workers I think from that's what he's saying. companies? Is I that think it's what, what he's saying. Is that yeah. what you're trying to tell me, Alex? Thank you. Yeah, so the next quote we get from this Johnson guy is about how, like, there's just not enough hours in the day. And he's claiming that some people out there are proposing making uh, uh, ports open 24-7 and making drivers run 24-7, but that... I don't think anyone out there is actually realistically making that uh, proposition as something that would fix these problems at ports. Mm-hmm. feels like this guy is being a little hyperbolic here. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I don't know anything about him. But Alex says about it, and this is where it gets great. There's always something so refreshing when reading an account of somebody who knows the subject about which they write. Yeah, we wouldn't fucking know. Funniest sentence in the book. Funniest yeah. sentence in the book. Continuing, this is how it looks on the ground to the regular workers, even though they shouldn't be working. Doesn't make sense. Aren't workers <laughs> supposed to be working? that's not the American worker. But that's not the American worker. <laughs> he or she will work, even if the pay is low, because there is dignity There's in the work. There's not dignity in being underpaid, dickhead. There's like... not dignity in being a slave. That's why we need fucking unions, douchebag. Yeah. Uh, but then, the next quote from this driver does not match anything Alex just said. No. It's so off point. And I'm going to read it for you because it's great. He says, quote, Legally, truck drivers can work 14 hours a day, which is already excessively long, but there's dignity in the work. Mm-hmm. Most of them are already doing that. There's a limited amount of trucks and qualified drivers in the market. And the solution the government's now proposing is make them work 24 hours a day every day and not stop until the backlog is cleared. It's simply not realistic. But there's dignity in the work! Mm. And it's physically impossible. If you can't get a container unloaded in a warehouse, having drivers work 24-7, 365 solves nothing. We need tens of thousands more chassis and a much greater capacity in trucking. Many supply eye chain... That must be a typo. Supply eye chain workers? I don't supply know. I supply, chain is supply chain workers are paid minimum wages. They get no benefits. There's a high rate of turnover because the physical conditions can be brutal. But there's dignity in the work. <laughs> he is not saying this, just for clarity. Kevin is adding, but there's dignity in the work. Right now, it's a... all fa- failing spectacularly together, but fixing one piece won't do anything. It all needs to be fixed at the same time. How do you convince truckers to work when their pay is not guaranteed, even to the point where they lose money? Sounds but like there's dignity in the work! Yeah. Fuck that was so exactly opposite, opposite yeah. to what Alex has said in the preceding paragraph. I just... I was blown away at how dumb it was to include that in your book. Yeah, that dude's been like, hey, we should guarantee pay and benefits for truck workers uh, to try thing. and attract more people to do it. That'd and be then a pretty Alex good thing. Like, yeah, whatever. He's like, fuck them. There's dignity in the work. Uh, I need I need to make it there's dignity in the work. Uh, I, need a, I need an audio clip of Alex saying there's Alex dignity saying, in the work. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really need. Is there an audiobook version of this book? Oh, I had so. Oh, fuck. Need to find out. Uh, but so... I'll give you a last bit from the, the, I think it's the last clip we get from this guy's Medium post, uh, but I I thought it was good. He says, quote, At this point, the backlogs are so extensive that the backlogs themselves are prompting container companies, ports, warehouses, and trucking companies to charge massive rate increases for doing literally nothing else to ease the situation. 
Given that the ones operating the ports, shipping containers, warehouses, and trucking companies are not willing to pay the workers any more than they did over the last year, the entire industry is basically sitting back and ch- uh, chasing in on the huge mess they have created. This guy's not the best writer. He uses some no, he needs words an edit there. Yeah. That's fine. In fact, the more things are backed up, the more every point of the supply chain cashes in. There is literally no incentive to change, even if it means consumers have to do holiday shopping in July and pay triple for shipping. But Benedict, remember... All these poor companies are forced to pass the cost on to consumers. That's mm. what's happening. Yep. It's not that they're being greedy and raping in massive, massive, groundbreaking, earth-shattering, record-setting profits. Mm-hmm. It's actually that they're passing the cost on to the consumers because they just can't do anything else. No, That's what it is. No option. No. But now we get the first of several Henry, Ki- the, several of the same Henry Kissinger quotes of the mm. chapter, where he just repeats the quote from Kissinger. Who controls the food supply controls the people. Who controls the energy can control whole continents. Who controls money can control the world. Who controls the past now controls the future. <laughs> Who controls the present now controls the past. Yep, yep, yep. No, that last one is rage. Um, but yeah, no, so <laughs> he keeps, for whatever reason, reciting this same Kissinger quote. He puts it, I think it came up four times throughout Kissinger, the rest of this chapter. Which is his one good opinion. I, everyone is allowed one, I guess. But at no point do you have to hand it to him. You yeah. really don't. You really don't. But he does say, uh, ending this section, but it will not be climate change that brings about this collapse. It will be the plans of the globalists. He just then, said all that climate shit, and then he's like, nope, plans of the globalists. Now, we get another uh, Tucker Carlson love fest. I don't want to talk about On this. these next couple of pages. Eh, mm. I don't really want to talk about them either, but there's a couple things I just want to hit on. We can speed through it. I thought about trying to do my best uh, Tucker Carlson impression, uh, yeah. uh, you know, going through this, uh, but uh, I really don't think I can do the pitch. I don't have the Tucker Carlson pitch. I'm not whiny and annoying See, I enough. think I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I just haven't practiced it. So next time. Wait to hear what's about to happen to fertilizer which is the basis of food. See, I think I got the, yeah. the tempo. I think I got, got that the, sort got of. the cadence. In I got the, the cadence, the, but I don't yeah, quite I have the voice. You need to mix my timbre with your, mm, with your, exactly. your cadence. We need, yeah. to, we need to get into that machine from the fly. Uh, but so he's talking about fertilizer now, and that's why we got Tucker. And Tucker's got some guy on named Ben Rinch, um, and he owns a farm that is named Blue Diamond. Um no word on whether that is related to the massive the almond, almond conglomerate. Yeah. No word. No word. I actually didn't look into it. Uh, it could not be. I have no idea whether it is or not, but it uh, wouldn't surprise me if that's who Tucker had on his show. But anyways, based off this guy saying, yeah, fertilizer is getting more expensive, Alex mm-hmm. says, there you have the perfect globalist plan. Collapse the food production system in some manner, consolidate what remains, then take control over the food supply. Yeah, that's the plan. I think... Well- I think that's like, the clearest statement of the plan that we're going to get in this yeah, chapter. Yeah, and I think, again, worth pointing out that Russia is a huge producer of fertilizer. Yes! And again, that is, <laughs> that is why this has happened. Very much worth mentioning. Uh, but so skipping over to the next page, because we don't want to talk about that Tucker Carlson bullshit. We went through that last time. I do want to really say that, that Ben Rincher guy says that it's the Green New Deal's fault, which is a piece of legislation that has not passed. Yeah. So, no, actually, it wasn't even a piece of legislation. No, no, indeed. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's very fun that this guy is obviously, you know, it's on that, is he He's stupid or is he propaganda? He's just clearly a Fox News brain that right? got interviewed by Fox News, which is fine. It's probably, just boring. Probably, right, right. So we skip over 
over to the next page and we get, again, that Kissinger quote, right? Mm. Control the food, control the people, control the energy, control the continents, control the money, control the world. For some reason, it's entirely different now um, and is probably not an actual Kissinger quote. Mm. But... Alex says next, quote, We've already discussed their goal to control energy, people, and countries. Later we will talk about their strategy in controlling the money. Now let's talk about what Henry Kissinger said first. Control the food. This this next part. Sure. Alex breaks it down. Yep. Says, now I have to warn you. This is a bit scary. No, no, you're not doing it justice. Now I have now to I warn have you. Now I have to warn you. No, no. This is a bit even, scary. No, no, no. What you need to do is... <clears throat> now Give me I a ham to, sandwich. Oh, hold on. Now I... <laughs> Now I have to warn you. <laughs> now I have to Cough warn you. button isn't working. <laughs> now I have to warn you. Paragraph break. Yes. This is a bit scary. <laughs> Paragraph break. <laughs> I need people to visualize this on the page. But of course, you can handle it because you want a better world. Paragraph break. <laughs> <laughs> the... Just the structure, the the page structures of this book, the paragraph structures are nonsensical. They are absolutely nonsensical. That's weird. Makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, What's going on? What are the real motivations behind this? Who are the players involved? And of course, most importantly, what are the implications for this for our own health and for the future of the country and for the world? And I'll bet you right now uh, that it's not the the capitalist food monopolies that are causing mm-hmm. this problem. No, never. Or if they are, it's only because they're globalists. They're woke globalists. That's why they're causing mm-hmm. these problems. But skipping down a little ways, he says, quote, As we discussed already, the World Economic Forum has been saying that lockdowns are quietly improving cities around the world. Paragraph break. <laughs> yes, millions of people are losing their jobs. Paragraph break. <laughs> Supply chains are breaking down. Paragraph Millions are being pushed into poverty. Paragraph. Suicides. Paragraphs. Drug overdoses. Paragraphs. And they say it's actually improving the planet, right? Paragraph break. <laughs> End of thing. It's ridiculous. Okay, so apart from the ridiculous styling, um, yeah, Marx talked about this when he talked about deaths of despair like, <laughs> a long, long time ago. Yeah, deaths of despair suck, and it's because of capitalism. Yeah, man, we could have done a lot better through the pandemic if we didn't rely on fucking neoliberal capitalism. Yeah. Or actually, I would even say we didn't even get neoliberal capitalism under Trump. We got fascist no, capitalism. Pure capitalism. If you look at the way the fucking PPP was structured and everything, it was about fucking... God, crony, crony capitalism. Absolutely crony capitalism. So he continues, and this is where we get into some straight up fucking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. He says, so the first thing, if you haven't caught on by now, is they want us off meat. They don't want us eating meat. Why? Why don't they want us eating meat? Is it for our health? Let's dig in a little bit. Paragraph break. Uh, and the answer to is it about health, according to Alex and nobody else, is because meat makes brain good. Yeah, it's a weird. weird meat weird. makes brain work good. Yeah, Me have like, meat hey, brain. <laughs> he does have meat brain. <laughs> it, like, he cites this study where the, it seems to me that the research is like, yeah, it probably needs more research. And yeah, then that's yeah, it. yeah. And honestly, I am surprised he didn't cite Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing that is surprising to me about this part. Honestly, the biggest brain, folks. the biggest, the biggest, biggest meat brain. brain, definitely the biggest meat brain. Definitely I think it swelled him into a coma. Um, yeah. 
Actually, I think that was him trying to do some weird addiction recovery thing. I don't want to shit on him for that. Yeah, no, he was definitely addicted to painkillers for a yeah, while. Yeah, um, yeah. It does sound like it was a sketchy treatment, though. No, it was like a Russian clinic. It was very weird. Yeah. But he also, like, ate meat and didn't shit for a month, I think, is the, like... <laughs> that we can all laugh about. Yeah. That we can all absolutely laugh about. But yeah, so he cites to... He actually doesn't even cite to a study. He cites to, uh, first off, a World Economic Forum article about... Ah, here's this new diet that would be really good for people and good for climate change, and you eat a lot, a lot of less meat on it. Okay, less meat, less fish. Cool, fine. But Alex asks the question that we were all wondering: What do the globalists have against meat? It might be that eating and cooking meat is what made us the brilliant, quarreling humans we are today. As yeah. detailed in a 2016 story from Time magazine, quoting a study from Nature. Just quote the study from Nature. Just quote the study. <laughs> Just quote the study. Alex, you are worth millions. You can pay the $30 fee to rent a study from nature. You can do it. God damn it. And this study from nature, it doesn't support what Alex claims it does. No. Um, they took people in, was it Kenya where they did this? I forget. I think, so. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it might have been in Kenya. So they took uh, children in Kenya, 555 Kenyan uh, school children, um, and they started giving them uh, lunch at, at school. Um, and they gave him three different types, t- so this types of soup. The, this isn't the nature study. This is from, this is. Oh, I skipped right past yeah, it, didn't I? Right. Study, I, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, the nature study is really just like somebody speculating that meat was beneficial to the evolution of homo sapiens. That well, that's also, the nature study. Yeah. Processing and eating meat comes naturally. Like we're good at chewing meat <laughs> is the study in nature. That's, right. That's, that's it. what it is. And then what he's quoting that is fucking stupid he says quote if it was meat that fueled our explosive growth and intelligence and abilities to problem solve is it reasonable to ask what would happen to a modern brain deprived of meat would we become less intelligent some research reported in the bbc for 2020 that is not how that sentence should be written supports this possibility and like i said this supposed research reported in the bbc was that they had 555 Kenyan school children. One group, they gave soup with meat. Another one, they gave milk. And another one, they gave soup with oil. As a snack after school, over seven terms. Mm-hmm. Over the course of seven terms, Benedict. And wouldn't you know it, the ones who had more calories in their diet, the meat, ended up doing better in school. Isn't that yeah. surprising? The ones who weren't going right. hungry. Actually, it's probably not even the calories. It's probably fat. Yeah. It's probably like, you know, just, you know, I hate to like base off of stereotypes of starving children in Kenya or something, but their but diets before do. this, the study does say, quote, the majority of children were de facto vegetarians at the start of the study. Mm-hmm. That's probably related to economic conditions, mm-hmm. not to like a choice of, of 500 Kenyan school children to be vegetarians. Mm-hmm. And it is, you know, you need a certain amount of fat in your diet for certain aspects of growth, particularly brain brain growth and all this stuff. So if they're now able to get it through these different things, then the the soup with oil, in addition to the soup with meat, also had better outcomes. Yeah, exactly. Than so the plain it's soup. It's a fat thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably related to that. But Alex, of course, says about it, "quote It's not a perfect study, but a pretty good one." It's also not a representative group. 555 not. is not enough people. And it doesn't do what Alex wants it to do, which would be to take someone who had eaten a meat diet, put them on a vegetarian diet, and see if they got dumber, which is the claim yeah. that he's making. That's directly the claim that he's making. He says, quote, 
Then they were given meat and followed over seven school terms, the birds, blah, blah, blah. But he says, following the final excerpt from that BBC article, admittedly, much of this is hypothetical. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) And while there doesn't seem to be a lot of good data, or any, that doesn't seem to be stopping the globalist war on meat. Why might that be? Meat is likely associated with higher intellectual function. It might be. That's Mm, fine. Could be. Uh, If there is a connection, I would have to guess that it's developmental. It's not like you eat more meat, you get smarter. No, it's no, like that's, your, your, that's true. your brain needs certain things. If it yeah, is, if it is, it's developmental. But you know where it also probably exists? And where? Alex is going to hate to hear this. In bugs. Mmm, protein in bugs. Yeah. That's right. Uh, if you're lying to people, it's probably easier if they're not as smart as they might otherwise okay. be. <laughs> and then he says, quote... I'm sorry, there is, a, there is a direct anecdotal evidence that meat does not make you smart, and that uh-huh. evidence and is that Alex, is Alex Jones. Jones. <laughs> And then he says, quote, some evidence suggests veganism is likely associated with lower intellectual function. No citation. Yeah. No citation. Some, some is what, certainly Alex? doesn't tell you how to write a book. I bet you that that evidence is Alex thinks he's smart and he eats a lot of meat. And yep. he has a friend who's a vegan and he thinks he's dumb. That's the, that's the evidence right there. But he finishes the section by saying, quote, I believe... He believes a planet of vegans would be much easier to control than a planet of meat eaters. That was, God, it, there's like a treat in every mm. chapter, like a, like a morsel, a morsel perhaps of, of like a steak, a little morsel of steak in every chapter of something that's just wonderful for us. And I just loved that part of the chapter so much. That was my you know, favorite one this, this time. I am um, one of, one of the, the pieces of writing advice that I I that like has stuck with me the most mm-hmm. over yeah. the years is I, I, whenever I was writing, is it, is it, is it new paragraph? Is it? No, no, no. <laughs> I, and I think it's just because of the context of where it was. It was like in this massive like study that this like professor, like that I was having, he was like the world expert in this literature that I was studying at the time. And he like had this massive, like full of like books and uh, you know, you can imagine like a, an Oxford professor's study. Yeah. And I, I was having a, a one-on-one tutorial with him. And I'd written something like I'd written like I think or something in the uh, in the thing. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. You must never write that. Like, I know. I know you think it. Every time you do an old British man is always the same kind of old British man. It's always the same. They're they're all the same. (laughs) That's what he said. He said, you don't need to write. I think I know you think it, my dear boy. You've written it. So that's that good was, advice. That's good that advice. Don't ever write I think or I believe because we fucking know it's redundant. You know, I feel like that's a piece of writing advice we both arrived at at different ways. You from hearing it from an old British guy and me from seeing myself write it on a page and going, that looks dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so he points out that Bill Gates owns a bunch of farmland. Yeah, which yep. control the food, control the fucking people. Right, exactly. And he says, uh, this is, we're getting near the end of the chapter now. Uh, he tells us, I want you to see all of this as part of a plan. Bill Gates and big money have stepped into controlling and consolidating the farmland and food supply. Yeah, because there's money in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that money goes where money is. That's what that is. The number of independent farms has gone down drastically from 2,166,780 oh, farms. So Alex is a big anti-monopoly guy now. He wants a diversity of farm production no remember benedict that this is all uh passing costs on to consumers because of mm. Bidenflation. inflation um 
to, and also remember that fascism is the right solution to the problems of capitalism. Yep. Uh, that is another important thing to remember. Uh, to 2,012,050 in 2020, a loss of more than 150,000 farms. And I just, I keep going back to Alex's conspiracy theories at their core. So many of them are a way to explain that the problems of capitalism aren't. Mm. That they're actually just globalists. It's evil globalists behind this, and that they were just good capitalists. If they mm. just played by the rules of the if system, none of this would true be happening. Capitalism, yeah. Yeah, right? true, never, market capitalism. true market capitalism has never been attempted. We all know that to be true. But he can, uh, continues a little later on. Quote, Whether you believe it was part of a plan or just how things happened during the lockdowns, many small retailers went out of business, leading to record profits among the large retailers. Yeah, because Trump backed up all the fucking large retailers with the PPP program. Yep, they got a whole bunch of easy cash, and a lot of those smaller ones, it was a lot harder for them to get cash. That's the way that went. Uh, Leading to record profits among the large retailers, just the sort of people who attend the yearly meetings of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. By thinning the rank of the competitors, the globalists can much more easily pick off the few remaining survivors. Then he points out that the food business is controlled by a bunch of monopolies and cites to the Greenpeace website. Sounds like we should break up the monopolies, Alex, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah, Let's do it, Alex. This is Alex's most anti-capitalist chapter by accident. By Completely by accident. That's the weird thing. That is the really weird thing, is that you know if it came down to it and there was like uh, uh, actual like, no, that's action. government control. Yeah. It's fucking, it's socialism. It's government regulation. It's evil. We can't let them do it. They, if That's what it would really come down to. Uh, but skipping past the Greenpeace article he cited, he says, quote, Consolidation makes it easier to control an industry, just as the Rockefeller family did in the 19th century with oil and gas. You see, these billionaires claim to be philanthropists, but it's the same old playbook, figure out how to create a monopoly. Yeah, but you, yeah, know what the real, it. you know what the real problem is, Benedict? Meat. meat substitutes mm, synthetic meat. Yep. He came back to the meat substitutes yep, after he already it. did the meat part. He forgot where he was supposed to put this part of the chapter. <laughs> he actually points out that Bill Gates is investing in meat substitutes. So, because yeah, I think a lot of people would eat lab grown meat if they could. Oh, I'd absolutely eat some lab, lab grown meat. Fuck yeah. I don't like cruelty, I don't like killing animals. Same time, I'm very bad at following my own principles and not eating oh, meat. Oh, no, I'm, I have huge cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely. my biggest cognitive dissonance. I'm absolutely. a terrible person, I'm aware of it, and I will not change. <laughs> but Alex says, quote, Is it just me, or is it a little creepy to have the world's wealthiest man casually talk about changing the behavior of people using, quote, regulation to shift demand, which is just a quote from something he said about Bill, he, he put in here about Bill Gates. He seems to believe that these governments, which at the very least want these abominations properly labeled, are just kind of annoying. We've talked about this before, but does Alex Jones think heroin should be legal? That I don't know, honestly. I, I'm sure he wouldn't think that fentanyl should be illegal because, uh, it, you know, it has a connection in his mind to the Chicoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the the Mexicans. Um, yeah, but isn't so, that government interfering? I know we well, don't look for consistency this is the thing. This is, but like... This is the thing, is that all libertarians, except for like five, are fake libertarians. Mm-hmm. You know That's, what I mean? Like, there's yeah. like five real libertarians, and those guys are like, whew, way dumber than all the rest. Um, <laughs> libertarians are dumb, a dumb ideology. At me. At mm-hmm. me. Uh, but Alex has always been faker than most fake libertarians, right? Mm-hmm. Because... He's incredibly homophobic. He's incredibly transphobic. 
He's incredibly uh, racist. You know, he's all, he, he has said it back in the, the further past, I don't think he said this anytime recently, but stuff like we've heard from the John Birch Society about how the Civil Rights Act was forced on the states and that's oppression mm. and blah, blah, blah. It's all fake. Um, because if you were actually a libertarian, then you, you wouldn't be against gay people being married like he is. You wouldn't be against trans people existing like he is. All the, you know, there's just so many inconsistencies with his supposed libertarianism. But I think the libertarianism for a lot of people, like Alex, is a convenient cover to argue for right, right-wing economic policies, which basically are don't have a government that does anything. And for, Unless you want it to be my things. As it's really all about, I want all my guns. I want all my guns. Yeah. That's what it's really all about. If there's no government, they can't take away your guns. Uh, so... Finishing off the chapter, I will, you know, it's not, sometimes it's an easy break for me to do this end of the chapter paragraph or whatever. Sometimes people lead directly from something into something else. This is one of those times where it's just, it's just messy. So I'm just going to read you a big chunk off this last page here, which begins, quote, Okay, the world is going to depend on a microbe from a volcanic hot spring for its protein needs. That's that company that Bill Gates is investing in. What could possibly go wrong with that? And to him, I will say, I've seen science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are now even promoting, they are now even promoting, that we should eat bugs. I'm surprised he didn't spend longer on this, to be honest. I really am too, because it's one of the things he screams about a lot. But don't take my word for it. According to a CNN Health headline, because that's all he ever actually reads, the food that can feed and maybe save the planet, bugs. And then from the article, On a morning in the not-too-distant future, you might toast bread made with cricket flour, drink a protein smoothie made from locust powder, and eat scrambled eggs made extra creamy with the fat from Mopane caterpillars with a side of mealworm bacon. Okay, listen. I don't want to eat bugs. Nope. But that all sounds like the most reasonable way to eat bugs. If you make it so it actually resembles those things, yeah, I'll eat it. Fine. As long as there's no legs sticking out additives to other things you know like mm-hmm. whatever sure. like the fat from a caterpillar in most my people already eat bugs because it's in the starbucks red That's frappuccino true. dye or maybe they stopped doing that a couple years ago i don't Cochineal, remember if they actually yeah. did but also i mean the the other thing is eggs are already disgusting if you think about them <laughs> that's so, why like, i don't think about them <laughs> yeah so why are we eating bugs like why is eating bugs any different but he continues, this continues from a quote from that article. That meal will give you four times the iron, more than three times the protein, and more key vitamins and minerals than the bread, smoothie, eggs, and bacon you eat today, all while saving the planet. And then Alex continues commenting on that. This control of food is a classic problem, reaction, mm. solution. Ah, you see how I tie it all together beginning to end? It works out sometimes. The problem, we need to shift to a plant-based diet. No, the problem is climate change. The reaction, we must get rid of all the meat and give you substitutes. The solution, give you lab-grown meats. Or bugs. What about the bugs? Why didn't you list bugs there? Mm -hmm. Lobby governments to enact laws to move people into fake and unhealthy meats. People get... uh, By the way, Ben, you're not saying your tagline at the end of the Oh, sorry. That's all the paragraphs. I feel feel like people got bored of that. Lobby governments to enact laws to move people into fake and unhealthy meats. (laughs) Paragraph break. People get sicker. Paragraph break. Big Pharma makes more money. Paragraph break. Oh, and if you get really hungry, you can eat bugs. Chapter break. <laughs> I gotta say, that is one of the more epic chapters we have gotten in this book yeah, so far. I think so. It's it, a, was, it was the best ending to a chapter we've had, I think. 
You know what? Just on a level, just on a basic uh, writing level. On yes. A, on a literary level, and if you get really hungry, you can eat bugs as a good closer. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'll give it that. Uh, but, uh, Benedict, do, do you think we're about to face a massive food crisis caused by the globalists uh, forcing us to eat bugs? Yeah. Cool. Uh, in that case, uh... <laughs> I'm going to go get my prep ready. See you later. <laughs> Benedict has to go place some orders on my Patriot Supply. <laughs> That's right. In that case, Benedict, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash NYGBC and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode for patron-only episodes, shout-outs on the show, early releases of our episodes, and more. As always, we have to give a shout-out to our wonderful and amazing patrons. I love it when Jordan yells out, thank you very much! Little flick. Hey, Benedict, what's your bright spot? Not again. I already gave you one last Ah, you gotta do it! They gave us money. You have to do it. Nah, fuck. Uh, Daylight savings time is ending. All right. It's not bad. Flack Weasel. Sadie's Sister Wednesday. Kieran Dactler. Solidarity to Morgan Stringer. Henry Lewis King. By the way, Morgan Stringer has a new sub stack. You should check it out. Uh, Henry Lewis King Jr., Sarah Wolf, Aaron Burke, Megan A. Dooley, Gloria Scott, Clifton Stuckey, Paws, A Baby, Wah, Veronica Forker, Melissa C., George Saulnier, Stefan, Sharkbelly, Utah Outcast, Brent Lee, Dave Barwick, Chris Palmer, Bad Bible Stitches, Mockingbird Nation, Bacaw, Benjamin Carlisle, Dexter, Allison, Megan Ruth, Glowrung the Deceiver, Big Easy Blasphemy, Jay Reynolds, Stephen, and Cindy Dimmick, Taro Takanen, and Balls Watterson. Thank you all, as always, for being our patrons. That's it for this week's show. Till next time, you will eat the bugs. Goodbye. podcast is a production of Kevin and Benedict Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Music for this podcast is by Silverman Sound Studios. Find out more at silvermansound.com.